You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. We're previewing Sunday night football, and we continue with another press availability. Today, it's head coach Andy Reid, linebacker Anthony Hitchens, and left guard Joe Tooney. So we'll hear from Reid and Hitchens. We'll take a quick break, and then you'll get to hear from Joe Tooney. But first up, here is the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. <clears throat> All right, so the only one that didn't practice today was Chris Jones. Everybody else practiced, and uh, we'll just see how he does here in the next couple of days with his wrist. Um, uh, listen, we look forward to the challenge of playing in Buffalo. We, we know how good they are, and um, our guys have had a good week of practice and finished up today with a good, with a good solid day. So, anyways, with that time, George. <coughs> Let's go first to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Coach, I'd like to ask you quickly about Chris and then a follow-up about something else. Are you discouraged, encouraged with where he is right now for this week? No, I mean, it's just we're trying to get it calmed down. So, I mean, that's the main thing. And then these games like these Sunday night games, I know every game counts the same, right? I get all that. But can they tell you something about your team um, when they rise to the occasion in these kind of big games that everyone is kind of paying attention to? Uh, yeah, that's a catch 22 because <clears throat> you need to rise every week in the national football league. So, uh, the matter of the game, the, you got to play at a high level. So, um, you know, it's, it's important that we, the most important thing is that you generate that every week. Let's go next to Herbie Tiopi. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey coach, this is a quick follow-up to uh, Todd's question there. I know you want to see how it goes with Chris, but how comfortable are you with he's the kind of player that can probably absorb a full workload without a week of practice? Yeah, I mean, he could. Yeah, he could do that. Yeah. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, and I'll have a follow-up, Brad. Uh, coach, uh, Josh Allen and his development as a quarterback uh, – <laughs> You know, I, I think this is year four for him. You've kind of talked about, you know, it takes time for a quarterback. Is there, I know every quarterback's a little bit different, but is there a time when a guy is what he is? And, you know, Steve Spagnuolo is, you know, there's nothing new you can throw at a guy and, you know, you're just going to have to line up and beat him. Yeah, it's, uh, you start getting to that fourth and fifth year. I mean, that's, uh, you've seen <clears throat> normally just about everything. So, um, I mean, there's obviously growth that takes place. It's just a little bit on a smaller scale, but. Normally through those first four years, you, you're putting it together, and he's done a nice job with that. You know, he's a good player. And uh, follow-up to that is uh, just gaining momentum. I know you guys have, you know, you've put together, I think they had the stat last year that's like every, uh, almost every year you've been here, you've had at least a five- or six-game streak, a seven-game streak. Uh, do you know that that's coming? Can you feel when that's starting that, hey, we've locked in, or is it just you kind of, Oh, wow. It's week six. And we, we've put this thing together. How, how do you see it coming out after all the years you've been in it? I don't, um, you know, I, it, it normally just happens. I mean, that's, uh, um, you're, you're so, I, the, the best way to explain it, Seren, is 
you're so into the moment um, it, it's tough to look back and forward. I mean, it's just how it is. And so uh, you get you just you exhaust yourself on uh, on each team and get ready for it. And that's <clears throat> that's what you should do. I mean, you, you should stay focused on that. And then uh, whatever happens, happens after that. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Hey, Coach, uh, Willie Gay had the return to practice this week. I was curious uh, how he looked and where your optimism level is and maybe him potentially contributing uh, on Sunday night. Yeah, we'll have to see. Just see how, how it goes here in the next couple of days with that. But, um, you know, uh, as long as he can get in and know his stuff and feels comfortable with his foot, I mean, we'll, we'd be okay there. <clears throat> Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, uh, just wanted to ask you about the cornerback situation right now with Traverius and Rashad Fenton. Just how did they look in practice, and do you feel like they're going to be uh, available for you on Sunday night? Um, I, Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be there unless something happened here, you know. But <clears throat> I should say also that Willie, um, he was let out of practice for personal reasons today. So, um, But those other two practiced today and did a nice job, so. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, with uh, three more days of practice for Josh Gordon and under his belt since the last time we talked to you, um, if he does play Sunday, what kind of a workload would you be comfortable with for him? Yeah, well, we'll see just how that goes. Um, Matt, I, I, you know, um, we'll just see, see how all that works out uh, as we go through tomorrow and get ready for Sunday. I'm going to talk to him and just uh, see how, see how this week went for him. Last two, we'll go Harold and then Matt. Go ahead, Harold. And kind of a follow-up to really all the injury type questions. Just what are you going through in these next couple of days in the process? What are the conversations like with those players to see, okay, are you ready or not to play? And then how do you determine a confidence level on if they're ready for Sunday or not? Yeah, well, they've all, uh, all but Chris have worked, you know, so it's, um, um, you know, it's just a matter of them feeling like they can contribute, you know, and play and not put themselves in a bad position and making sure the doctors are on board with that and so on. So I just, I kind of rely on them. Brad, I'll have just a second quick follow-up, but first of all, Anthony, hey, um, Last week was way better in the red zone. I know you guys have been working on that for a long time. What do you think went right in that regard? Yeah, I think just starting with the guys getting lined up, knowing what we're trying to do and accomplish it and uh, just finishing the series. Uh, I mean, we went out there with a mindset to like give up, like get in the red zone, just three points, three points, you know, and we did that and we won. And like I said in prior weeks, if we would have done that weeks prior, I think we would be sitting here undefeated right now. So uh for us as a defense we understand that so we're just continuing working and like i said we've been working on it since uh otas and it might not show up week one two three four but it showed up last week and there's no guarantee that it's going to show up again this week so we're just working on it uh, and just trying to get better in every area and then with with willie i know he was back to practice this week how did he look to you and, and what could that mean for you all as far as getting him back in the lineup yeah yeah he looks good uh he's moving around uh you know, getting his feet wet again. Uh, he's, he's been out for a little bit. So, you know, you got to get that uh, you know, speed up again and like stuff like that. But he's been good. He's been in every meeting. He's been in every walkthrough, even though he uh, was on an IR or whatever he was on. Uh, but he's still 
comes to every meeting, shows up to practice walkthroughs and things like that. So he wasn't far behind at all. Uh, you know, we all know Willie really got all the abilities in the town and stuff like that. So I uh, was looking forward to, you know, his future and, and helping us win some ball games down, here down the road. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. And Brad, I'll, I'll have a follow-up as well. Um, Josh Allen, just what what the challenges are for him. Anthony, I mean, a big guy that's, that's also not afraid to run and, and put his shoulder down. He kind of runs – a lot more physical maybe than other guys impacts a lot more of a punch. Uh, how does that change your preparation for him? Yeah, uh, he's a big, big guy, big target. Uh, certain ways you need to uh, tackle him. He's one of those guys where you, you have to stay high and arrest his arms and his upper body. He can't be diving at his legs and his feet. Uh, he just, you know, keep, keep it moving. Uh, got a good pump fake, strong arm, hold the ball with one arm. So, uh, you know, just like every week, man, every week presents a new challenge. This, this week is, Definitely uh, number 17 back there and uh, got a strong arm, ability to run, ability to check at the line. Uh, he's going to be in this lead and, and, and for a long, long time and play some good ball. So just a new week, new challenge. Uh, this week is the quarterback and we got some things for him and me and him can play a little cat and mouse game uh, with the checks and audibles and, you know, see how we do there. Um, and I'll, I'll try to take away. I know every game's important. I know there's a lot more football to be played, all, all those things that are there, but I mean, you look across the field at the Bills, you know they're one of the chief, you know, contenders for for where you guys are, being the top dog in the AFC. They look across, they know you guys are two-time defending AFC champions. And right now there are seven teams that are three and one. There's a big difference historically, the success rate of being three and two or two and three. You know, is, is there a sense of urgency in this game because of the opponent, because it would be another, you know, you don't have the tiebreaker as it stands right now with the Chargers, with the Ravens. Is that, does that, you know, all that stuff uh, come into play with you guys as you prep for this game? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, honestly, I don't think none of us even thought uh, that far ahead. Uh, really, this is a new week, a new challenge. We're just trying to be one and zero come Monday morning. Uh, all that other stuff, the ties and the tiebreakers, uh, we can all add that up at the end of the season. Uh, right now, we're just trying to be one and one and all. That's all. That's all I can say about that. We're just trying to be one and all. We're not worrying about uh, our our record right now. We're not worried about if we win or lose or none of stuff like that. We're just trying to be one and all this week and beat the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night. Uh, let's go next to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Hitch. Uh, I know you've always professed yourself to be kind of a normally an even-killed guy, but I just got to wonder when those defensive rooms, when you see some of the statistics about there about the run defense and and prior to Philadelphia, the red zone defense and the, the points per possession you're giving up, how much do you guys take that into account and just say, all right, this is the week. We, we've got to line up correctly. We've got to make sure everything's on our P's and Q's. I know you do that every week, but like, has it been more of an emphasis this week because it kind of ticks you off a little bit? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest, there's only one way to show up every week, uh, man. It just, if you're playing bad as a team or defense or individual as a player, man, just, you just got to keep showing up to work. Uh, like I keep saying, every time it doesn't show up every week, uh, it might not show up for us for a couple of weeks now. It's, it's, it's pretty black and white. There's no easy way around it. Man, we just got to show up and keep working and keep working and keep working. And uh, we have the right guys. we got the right talent uh, to be at the top 10 in every category on defense. We just got to continue building and, you know, buying in, getting everyone healthy and locking in. Uh, and I think every week we were making improvements, just not in the in the, in the areas that everybody wants to see. You know, um, we, we improved in the run game a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the Chargers, but we lost the game. So it got, kind of got overlooked, you know. Uh, I mean, our tackling was like 90% all the way until last week. Like we were making 90% of our tackles as a team, which is, you know, 
the highest, one of the highest in the NFL at one point. And then last week we missed five tackles, you know, six. So it's, it's almost like we're, we're improving in some areas and then we're taking a step back in other areas. So we're just trying to put a complete football game, you know, together week in and week out. And the only way to do that is to show up here on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and just get after it. And we've been doing that. And we just can't wait till it all clicks. And once it does, we're going to get this thing rolling. We'll go last two, Matt, Derek, and then Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Anthony, we've talked about for, you know, uh, at least the first month of the season now about teams, opponents wanting to try and keep up with your offense. So they're always playing aggressive and doing those kind of things. One thing is that they've been going up tempo a lot, especially in the red zone. How do you kind of prepare for that, especially when you're going up against teams that maybe don't do that that often on film, but you're seeing that they're going up tempo against you, especially in those red zone spots? Yeah, I just think there's a couple of things that team do like versus us that they really doesn't you know do on other teams or show on film. Uh, every week I put my notebook. Uh, uh, I don't really watch film uh, to see what the concepts of what they do, but I also want to know what they're going to do versus us. Uh, everyone plays us different. Everybody wants to run the ball more. It seems like uh, keep Pat off the field, go for it on fourth downs. Go hurry up randomly, middle of the field, off turnovers, red zone. So I'm really, when I'm watching film and stuff like that, my film studies are more of self-evaluation. Like what are teams doing against us that's repeating week in and week out versus what has they got? What have they done for four or five games versus other teams? So uh, we, we have a plan for all that. Uh, we just keep getting better at it. Uh, for me personally, uh, I think that's how we're going to grow. We got to see how teams going to attack us and not the team they played prior. Because, I mean, we have – the best quarterback, in my opinion, in the league and the National Football League, and no one wants the ball in his hand at the end of the game. So we're going to get teams that go for it on fourth downs, uh, treating third downs like second downs because they're going for it on fourth, crushing the 50-yard line, going for it, speeding up in the red zone, things like that just to keep us off balance and keep the chains moving. So uh, I just think as a defense, we're watching film like that. So that should help us tremendously going forward. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Anthony, I asked uh, Dan Swanson this uh, a few days ago, but in terms of not getting turnovers or getting close last week in Philly, just is there something that you're noticing on film that may help you guys uh, get more turnovers and, and just how pivotal can that be um, for a defense that's trying to find more consistency? Yeah, turnovers is huge. Uh, I mean, it changes ball games. Uh, most teams, I think, is uh, two-plus turnovers are like 85 90% uh, usually win the game. So we, we, we definitely strive for that. Uh, and they come in bunches. Uh, if you ever realize it, uh, you get a pick or turnovers, usually, I man, it's four or five weeks straight. That ball is just spitting everywhere. So like I said, man, we just got to keep our heads down and keep working. And it's early in the season. I mean, freaking they added an extra game. So season even longer. So, I mean, we got time. We just go keep working, keep working, and just let the chips, you know, fall where they fall. Uh, there's no easy way to the top, and we all know that. Hitch, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you guys. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You just heard from Andy Reid and Anthony Hitchens, and now we finish up with left guard Joe Tooney. Hey Joe, the run production's been uh, very good in the last two games. What do you think maybe has been the difference with the offensive line coming together in that regard? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, doing pretty well. Just, um, you know, I think we all, you know, want to do more. And, um, but, you know, we're an, we're an offense that has 11 guys blocking, you know, got to um, give credit where credit's due. You know, wide receivers do a great job blocking down the field, tight ends, running backs run really hard. And, um, you know, so it's just, it's team effort. Um, you know, I think we're constantly just working on it, you know, day by day, week by week, but um, always trying to improve. And, uh, yeah, just, um, just trying to, you know, play hard. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Joe, you're pretty familiar with the Buffalo Bills from your time with New England. When you pop the tape on them and you prepare for them now, how have they evolved, in your opinion? And how different is this defense from when you faced them? Yeah, I mean, they've uh, they've had a really stout, strong defense for the past couple of years. And, um, you know, they play really hard. They play really well together. They're obviously really well coached. Um, you know, they're just a um, nice combination of size and speed. It's, it's going to be a real challenge. And, um, you know, I think it just didn't take 11 guys on the offense, you know, communicating, working together each play. And, um, but yeah, I mean, um, they've shown throughout the years that they have, you know, very quality defense and it's going to be a challenge. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Joe, yeah, going into the season, you know, there was a hope that maybe it might be about a month into the season before the offensive line, you know, really started getting that chemistry down and um, getting, you know, just feeling like everything was kind of working together. Do you get that sense that you're there at that point? I mean, is there still some work to be done or do you feel like that this group is really on the same page now? Oh, yeah, I mean, there's always stuff we can improve on. I think individually, everyone, you know, I don't think anyone's satisfied and collectively as a unit, you know, definitely not satisfied. Um, you know, it's a long season. Um, we're just trying to, you know, make small, you know, improvements. Um, you know, every time you step on the field, you know, evaluate um, the film. And our coaches do a great job, offensive line coaching and offensive coaches of, uh, you know, get us going in the right direction. And, um, yeah, we're just still trying to work together, just still trying to, um, you know, improve and, and be the best we can be. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. You know, I've, I've asked, I've gotten kind of different responses over the years when asking uh, offensive linemen about this, but different running backs, do you change what you do or is it just on, on them? And, you know, they, they've got to go off uh, what they see on the, on the back of your Jersey. Um, no, I mean, I, I think, I, I think we all just try and execute as hard as we can each play regardless of who's in there. Or I don't think we change too, too, too much or anything. We've got a, a bunch of great runners, a um, bunch of great playmakers on this offense and, um, it's really fun to block for them. They run so hard and, um, you know, they're great guys. So um, they, yeah, they, uh, it's been going well, but, you know, we're still always trying to improve. And then uh, just one other question. I know the game has gotten a lot more and Andy's always been very advanced on this is getting the receivers in the run game as well, which I know gives you guys an opportunity to maybe set up some angles that, uh, you know, can help you out there. How, how much do you enjoy those kind of end arounds that, maybe give you a little bit cleaner shot and a chance to, to get a guy that doesn't see it coming. Yeah. I mean, as an offense it takes 11 guys to run the ball and um, you know, those guys on the edge receivers making huge blocks downfield or yeah, like you said, you know, sometimes even closer to the box. So 
um, you know, I, I think it's it's great. Just everyone's playing hard for each other, um, you know, giving their all. And um, like I said, I think we want to keep, just keep building off that and keep trying to, um, you know, improve. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Jay, you guys have been really successful the last two weeks in short yardage situations, whether that's third and one, fourth down, obviously being next uh, to the goal line. What do you think has worked so far and how important will that be um, as the season goes on to, to be successful in short yardage situations? Yeah, those are critical situations. Um, you know, our, I think our coaches put us in great positions to, um, you know, kind of showing us, you know, what, what they think is going to happen and, and put a great, great game plan in and, um, you know, then it comes down to um, all the guys on the field executing and, um, you know, just just we try to take it one play at a time. We realize how critical those those plays are, short yardage and goal line. And, um, you know, we just want to execute for each other, I think. And, um, you know, just keep grinding. Let's go last to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hey, Joe. Um, two things. One, just the Sunday night atmosphere, the environment, the electricity, playing a team that, you know, is probably a playoff bound team that you could see again. The excitement about that. And then I have one other thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Airhead is electric regardless, but it's Sunday night. I mean, you, you amped up even more and, um, you know, it's it's great atmosphere. Amazing. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, really looking forward to it. I think everyone is. Joe, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you.